Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 11th of December, day 11 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson's advent calendar. 24 daily podcasts that take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it's possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I did back in my younger days. I'm in Landor Road today, just a, a couple of roads away from my childhood home of Mayflower. I never quite felt comfortable on this particular road as a kid. In the late 80s through to the early 90s, Landall Road in Stockwell, South London, was the front line for crack. And uh, for me, Landall was the gateway to Brixton, which was only 10 minutes from me. And in the 80s, with its two riots, was a, a fearsome place. So Landall Road always made me feel a little anxious and the Stockwell end always felt very quiet and grey where I'm standing right now. While the Clapham North end, where I uh, regularly got scouted by Andy the Barber, who's still there, was the home of the Italia Conte Stage School, and we'd always rubberneck in our younger days when we spotted some grain chill personality or other. I also got banned from my local newsagents here on Landall Road in August 88 for attempting to buy my first uh, top-shelf magazine. I'd planned it meticulously, but within moments it all went wrong and I never again ventured anywhere near the top shelf. My dad hailed from La Línea in Spain's deep south. The line, that's what it means translated, the last Spanish town before Gibraltar. When the border was closed and my dad worked in Gibraltar, despite living just five minutes away from the rock, he'd have to travel up to Algeciras, I think on Spain's southeast coast, just further up from La Línea where he'd get a ferry to Morocco, and then from Morocco he could get into Gibraltar. That was the only way to make the journey into Gibraltar, and then, of course, he'd have to make the reverse journey back just to get home. Meanwhile, Pete's on Landor Road was just a handful of minutes away from me, but my ban from the shop subsequent to my ill-fated porn magazine attempt meant I had to make a similar odyssey to my dad's to find another shop when I already had one on my doorstep. I'm standing outside number... 152 Landall Road which are now flat as anything that once had character around here is these days but up until 1999 152 Landall Road was the site of legendary local photographer Harry Jacobs who passed away in the early noughties no one better documented the area where I grew up than Harry Jacobs his window alone was a time capsule with hundreds perhaps thousands of small pictures displayed we'd always walk past here on the way to visit my aunt and cousins in Brixton and without fail we would always stop to look in the window usually trying to spot the picture of uh, a young David my old neighbor's son if I remember rightly David was wearing some amber colored sash in his picture might have been a, a confirmation shot my mum took me and my sister into Harry Jacobs once to have our portraits taken I don't recall the actual pictures, but I remember feeling almost awed because, you know, we'd finally stepped into this Aladdin's cave after walking past it hundreds of times as young kids. It was dark inside, I remember that. And we were taken, I think, to an upstairs room and photographed there. I think Harry Jacobs had to make quite an effort with us that day. Small man, uh, glasses, balding. uh, By the time we went in there, Harry Jacobs was a massive character 
in the 40 years he was based around here. He's tens of thousands of pictures documenting the arrival and integration of the waves of immigrants that settled locally. I never forgot that when the riots came in the early 80s, his studio was deliberately left alone. But the thing I think I remember most of all, one of the most vivid of the many Christmas memories I have, is that every Christmas, right until the end, in his window, Harry Jacobs would put up a very large motorised Father Christmas with a big grin on his red cherubic face. And he'd move side to side, waving at you. Even as I moved into my 20s, I was never quite sure how I felt about this Father Christmas. He was a little too big, you know. I found him a little unsettling. And every Christmas, this Father Christmas that reappeared in the window here looked older and greyer. Without fail, my mum would comment how much of a clean Harry Jacobs' Father Christmas needed. Just here, this is where we would stop and peer in through the window, looking at that Father Christmas. It's suddenly 30 years later and you're four noses on from your original nose and weighed down by memories of Christmas's past. Every day I open a door to my advent calendar. If you're listening to this on iTunes, this is the part of the show where I ask you to visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. Behind today's door is a photograph of our first ever family Christmas tree that was with us from our time at 41 Mayflower Road, the first of our bedsits. And uh, it was with us for the first few Christmases of our time at 48 Mayflower 2. That's our 14-inch portable black and white TV that you can see on the right. That was our main TV until it was replaced with the 14-inch colour portable my dad got in time for the 1978 New Faces final, much mocked by a classmate, Christopher Richardson, when he visited the bedsit in the spring of 86, uh, just weeks after I switched to a centre part. And the following day, I remember it was all around the school that we only had a portable TV. And that's when I started applying pressure on my dad to get a large colour TV, a campaign that would last three years in all before he succumbed. This picture is from 1975, and I'm going to tell you why I'm confident my timestamp is correct. We'd gone to Spain that summer for the first time, me and my sister, and we came back with that bull, which, politically incorrect probably, but that was a staple of many Spanish homes I remembered from my childhood. Also, by 1976, we had moved across the road, and that picture is definitely from our first bedsit. Below... That uh, table upon which the TV rests is a black and red cushion. That was with us for years. And you know something? Just looking at that dog, that cuddly dog atop the red and black cushion, I remember that dog now. I haven't recalled that dog for decades, but I am pretty certain now that I remember that dog. That red and black cushion, that was with us for years. To the Left of the TV, under the chest of drawers, uh, upon which the tree rests, is a red ball with lots of different coloured squares on it. 
That belonged to my sister. That was lost when it rolled under a car in Atherfold Road in the early 80s. The most dog-muck-ridden road I have ever known, just around the corner from us. There are so many things I remember in this picture, like that blue framed mirror on the chest of drawers. And I also have very vague memories, and very few people believe me here when I say this, of learning how to walk by repeatedly wobbling towards that wallpaper from the other end of the room. The tree was silver. It was very small, probably overloaded with decorations, as you can see. It would be years like it would be with the TV before we progress to something bigger. But the biggest memory I have of this tree is standing in front of it as it went up one Saturday night in December 75. And Frank Boff, the old grandstand presenter, was going through the uh, football results. And so I always associated that tree with Frank Boff. It's weird, this calendar. Ghosts everywhere. The person that put up the tree, gone. Whoever took the picture, gone. But they've left behind so many wonderful memories, scenes to be replayed in your head that will never be reenacted, artefacts to review, as Phil D said yesterday. So in a sense, they live on through these wonderful Christmas memories and visuals they left behind. And I'm finding as we go through the days, maybe this is Christmas. Maybe this is what it is. Christmas is built up of memories accrued over many Christmases, memories that survive us. No amount of disillusion with Christmas over the last 20 years has eradicated these memories. They've been there all along. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Hold Fast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.